Doubt it. It's still a little naked in here. <laughs> yeah, it feels different. I'll put them up. I was planning on it. moving that there and then putting the panels on it like that. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I got time. <laughs> I think. All I've been doing is fucking looking at walls and scheming on shit. It's crazy. Congratulations. uh, God, it's scary, but, you know, I had to do what I had to do. You did it. That's all that matters. I really don't think I realized, like, how toxic my relationship with my mom was. I mean, like, I knew, but, like, even just being out the house... For these past two days, her demeanor towards me is already so different. Like, I knew it was going to change, but, like, now she actually checks on me. Like, now she texts me. My mom never texts me unless she needs something. Like, today she literally, or yesterday even, she texts me and asked me what I was doing. <laughs> and I was like, nothing. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. It's just weird. It's also weird to think that, like, as siblings, each of you has a different version of both of your parents. Yeah. Like, my sister, my sister and my mom have a way closer relationship to the point where, like, when my mom is gone for a while, my sister always gets to a stage where she like misses my mom. I never miss my mom, and I know that sounds like crazy, but I'm always relieved when my mom gets out of the house for a little while, even if it's just a couple hours, but especially if it's like a trip or something where she's going to be gone for a day or two or three. To me, that's like a relief, but then I have to always think about how my interaction with my mom was before my sister was born. Then it was very different. And then even after my sister was born, it was like even more hardcore. Like, my mom was always way more strict and stern with me. Whereas my sister got a little bit more of the softer side. And I know that it's just because I was the first child and, you know what I'm saying, like, 
you're trying to make sure you do it right. But we just have two very different experiences with the same person. That's how Marie and my mom's relationship was for the longest. Yeah. I'm surprised how close they are now to where Maria moved back in with my mom and then my mom moved in with Maria. Mm-hmm. Even though it was only a couple of months. If you had told me that when I was 12 or 13, I'm like, ain't no way. Because mm-hmm. I was convinced my sister was going to leave and never come back. Because their relationship was so fucking toxic. Like, Yeah, that's pretty much how I always thought that I was going to be. It's like, you know, once I got out, I was out. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't ever any turning back. But, you know, life, life will humble you real quick. But, yeah, like... It was just, it was, I don't know, I could I could feel her demeanor changing Sunday when they were helping me unload everything. Because that's the only thing that they ended up doing, because I really wasn't trying to ask them for anything. Like, I didn't want my dad to use his truck for nothing. Like, I got a U-Haul. I didn't want him to, to lift anything. I didn't want him to think that he had to drive the U-Haul. I didn't want none of that. Like, I just did, I tried to do everything on my own. Then, of course, you know, he offered to help me get everything unloaded or whatever. And I could feel her demeanor changing that day. Like, she was just looking around the apartment and she was just quiet. And I could just, like, feel her thoughts. Like, like it was just setting in for her. Like, this is real. Like, she meant it. And I'm just like. Like, it's almost like she was sad to see me go, which is just shocking because this whole time, I just always felt like I was getting on her nerves. Like, I was just a burden. Like, I wasn't doing anything how she wanted me to do. Like, my room was never how she wanted it because she wanted to be spotless at all times. My room was never spotless at all times. Like, you know, but I just, I don't know. I was just always under the impression that she was ready for me to go, which I mean, rightfully so. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> They're getting older. They definitely probably want more alone time and they definitely want more assurance that their house is going to be kept how they want it to be kept. Right. Wait till you go back and then they try to give you stuff, feed you, or I haven't seen you in a couple of days. They're already doing that. They was doing that today. <laughs> they went to Costco and you need anything? <laughs> bro, I'll tell you, it'd be night and day, bro. I was like, what? Who is this? I went to the store on Sunday. I'm, I'm all right, I think. Um, I get whatever y'all feel. That's more so how my relationship with my dad was, which my dad, his birthday was, was yesterday. He turned 60. Mm. And this nigga was happy as fuck. He never thought he was going to be sick. <laughs> but, like, when I got my apartment, he was super happy. And then when I moved in here, like, he came. Uh, he had just had that stroke, so he didn't help me, so I hired movers. Mm-hmm. But he came, and he was just looking around and seeing what things he could help me with or whatever. He was just, I was like, my father's proud of me. Yeah. This shit is wild. I've been waiting my whole life for my daddy to be proud of me. And I'm fucking up still. <laughs> but he's proud of me. But 
in the last couple of weeks, I've really been, since I don't have kids, it's hard for me to understand what we mean to our parents. And that's super like, like I was thinking about the other day, it's like, they care. Like in a way that nobody else, I mean, if I meet a soulmate or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll love me in a way, but these people gave birth to me. Like that's a whole different feeling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just very like <laughs> I um I had ordered a dolly with the U-Haul. Um, because I was like, I mean, that should be all I need. For one, I I wasn't moving any like seriously heavy furniture. I was just moving like my bookshelf. And, you know, my shoe shelf, my lamp, my mirror. Like, I, I wasn't moving my whole bed because for one, for one, my mom was not going to let me take her nice ass dark cherry wood bed. That's hers. So I didn't have to worry about moving that. Um, so I just got a small U-Haul and I was like, well, I'll just get a dolly to make, you know, everything else easier. The heaviest thing I was taking was like a dresser. So, because I'm end up getting my own, like headboard and frame and all that for my bed but um I was telling my dad I had got the dolly but then I told him that when I got there they told me that um the U-Haul didn't come with a ramp which I was just so confused I was like I don't even know they made U-Hauls without ramps and then I was like well why the fuck would I need a dolly if I don't even got no ramp to pull it up (laughs) like (laughs) That's true. So I was so confused, and I was telling him that, and he was like, "Well, I had a dolly here, but you don't talk to anybody about anything." And I was just like, "Oh my god, it's not that I'm not talking to you about anything. I just am trying to be an adult about the situation. Like, I just didn't want to ask y'all for help. They know that about me by now. Like, they shouldn't be that shook that I be trying to do stuff on my own." But yeah, he just seemed like his feelings were hurt behind that. And I was just like, oh, man. he's your daddy. He's <laughs> uh, your nigga. <laughs> I really wanted to be like, well, blame mama. <laughs> so I'm trying to be an adult and not involve y'all in everything. So there's that. And like, then they feelings be hurt. Yeah, like I got a point to prove. I got something to prove now. And then they go, well, okay. Hey, that pa- like it's a different level of passive aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. It's like a passive sadness. <laughs> Since you don't come around the house no more, bro. Hey, bro. What you want to say to Joe Byron? <laughs> Sup, baby. Um, yeah, it's different, but I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, cool. like. I just, I just, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I'm just really motivated by my mom's doubt. And not that this wouldn't have happened for me eventually anyway, but I just really want to do it to prove her wrong about everything that she thinks about me. Cooper, come here. But yeah, um, I was very just motivated by proving my mom wrong. And here I am. Like, 
I don't know. I just I just really want to prove to her that I don't have to be on nobody's nine to five corporate clock to be able to be on my own and handle myself. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I am. I'm relieved. Definitely, like mentally, just knowing for one, I can get up and go as I please, and ain't nobody ever gonna have nothing to say about that. It should be lit. <laughs> um, I don't know, but just also like I finally have something that's mine, my own four walls, and I'm about to turn that shit out because <laughs> I'm about to order some furniture. I'm I'm trying to like set this up as my like starter or the the prelude to my starter place. So like when I do get my own place, I already have the furniture that I need cuz we need a new couch. They got like a it's like an old leather couch in there right now, but it's like peeling. And I'm just like, yeah, no, we got to throw this out. So whatever furniture I buy, it's coming with me to my next place. Okay. Um, so I'm excited about that too. I, I don't know. It's super big in there too. Really? I have I have the biggest suite, I guess you could say. Like the way that it's set up. How many rooms is it? It's three, but only uh I only have one roommate. One of the rooms is just gonna be empty. Like I don't think we're gonna try to look for a third, which is cool with me. Um my room, my room and everything in it is so fucking big. Like, my bathroom is set up as two different rooms. Like, my toilets and sink and mirror is all in one room. And then you walk through the door, and my tub and shower is in another room. And then it's my bedroom. And then I have the biggest closet that I have ever had in my entire life. Like, I can fit my dresser in there and my shoe shelf and plenty of other shit. Those apartments are almost built the way my apartment was. That's how the uh, suite apartments were. Yeah. Like, my apartment, my bathroom, my bathroom is pretty big. Like, those Madison ones, they, they, they give you. I was very shook at how big everything, the living room is big, like, the ceilings are tall, like, it's just, it's it's decent. Yeah. It's super decent, up. especially for the price. Like, I was just like, what? Glad you're happy, bro. Cheers. Man, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long, it's been a long fight. Like I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> I'd be feeling like that. I feel like that every time I come over here after like a week or two, I'm just like, damn. I ain't been in this bitch in a minute. That's why when I walked in, I was like, something's different. What is it? <laughs> I those these candles are dope. I think it adds a, a level to of cleanness. So like I like I was like. The last like two weeks, I've been really depressed. So I was like, 
by clean my environment. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll help it a does. little bit. And it, it definitely does. does. It always does. Cleaning and listening to music. Getting out in the sun, too. Getting fresh air. Today felt amazing. Didn't it? It was lit. And it was like, man, the world is coming because it's December. (laughs) It's the middle of December. It is fucking 60 degrees out here. 70 degrees. Yeah, because I was um, outside helping my friend take some of her um, content photos for her boutique. And I was just out there with this on, like, short sleeves. Like I was like... Yeah. Fuck it. And this morning, I left with the jacket on. And then by uh, lunch, I went to the subway. Man, it's hot as... I was Warm sweating. Warm as fuck. I got in my truck, and then... I said that shit so country. I got in my truck. <laughs> That's why I said warm. Warm. It's warm out here. <laughs> um, I got in my truck, and like it was... I still had my heat on. I was like, it's fucking hot as fuck. Like, yeah. And then by like two or three, I was like, yeah, this is nice, nice. It was so nice that I was like, man, I wish I had my camera. I'd go up and take some pictures. Mm. Because, um, yeah, it it was a good day. Like, uh, weather-wise. Yeah. And mentally. Um, yeah, man, I've been fighting. But I'm on the winning side of it. So Ooh, yeah. I, uh, I, I thought I was slipping. Into the good old seasonals, uh, but I came out of it because I was I ended up being sick on my birthday, which is just not fucking fun. It it was honestly wild how fast whatever it was set in with me, but like I had like a like I coughed real big when I was in the car. Like I had pulled up after work. And before I got out the car, like, I just felt, like, a big-ass cough in my chest. So I coughed, and it hurt. And I was like, damn, did I just cough too hard? So I sat there for a minute. And I was like, mm. So, you know, I get out the car, get in the shower, do my normal after-work things. And my throat is starting to hurt, along with my head. And I'm like, okay, like, what is going on? Is it sinuses again? Like, I'm sick of my sinuses draining. Like, please don't let it be no sinus infection. Or, you know what? Right. (laughs) So I laid down. Throat was getting worse and worse. Like, just that, like, burning fever, burning feelings. I was like, damn, I wonder if I got strep. So I took some medicine for it. Went to sleep. Everything's cool. Woke up sweating down, like, profusely. Like, my neck. Drenched, so I was like, mm. woke up. My head was hurting. I just had like that weak feeling, like body ache feeling. Nigga, did you have COVID? I don't think so, but I don't know because it was only like a two day situation. I could but still- you're you're vaccinated, yeah. So you wouldn't have had. I don't know. I could still like smell, taste. But they said this strand and Delta, you could still do that. But I have no idea. I don't know. Because, I mean, I didn't get tested. I was <laughs> borderline about to go to uh, urgent care that second day. Because after, like, the end of the first day, I was just like, bro, if I don't feel better by tomorrow, something got to shake. Because it was just, I was just miserable. But, um, like, I had the chills. My body was achy as fuck. 
I thought it, it felt like the flu at first. But once again, I've never had the flu, so I really don't be knowing. You either had the flu or COVID. One of the two. But apparently somebody was telling me that the flu was going on, going around too. I mean, and yeah. then it's somebody crazy. else said that um, it was like a new like cold virus going on. I was like, a new cold virus sounds like COVID. That's what it is, and people like people have been getting it left and right. Be like, it's a, it's a new going. It's the third the new strain COVID. of COVID. <laughs> the new COVID. The new COVID. Yeah, I don't know because I didn't get tested, but my symptoms were body aches, chills. I wasn't coughing. Like like I wasn't coughing for real. I coughed. I had that real like big cough that one night. Like I said. And then I had like a rumble in my chest, like mucusy, like congestion, like chest congestion. You had COVID, bro. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you totally had COVID. <laughs> but I thought COVID was supposed to be dry cough, or no, the new strain is is congestion. <laughs> yeah, well, it happened so quick. It happened Guys, so quick. If you're experiencing any of the symptoms that she just named. Go get a fucking COVID test. It's, it's, I'm so used to, I'm still thinking of like original COVID symptoms of just no. like no smelling taste, yeah. fever, bad headache. Yeah, it's not like I was looking up, AL.com had a thing where they were talking about the symptoms now and they were, it was everything you just named and I was like, but that's just like the flu. Because I could still smell and taste. That's why I was like, no, it's not COVID. Yeah. The smell and taste thing was that first way. That was that dead stock COVID. Yeah. And then nobody in my family, nobody else in my family got sick because I was just like, I don't know if I'm contagious or not. Because that's what my mom kept saying. She was like, do I need to stay back? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. You're fully vaccinated, though. So is she. I know, but I'm saying it's unlikely that you would have been contagious after the second or third day. Mm-hmm. Which I got to get my booster. I keep forgetting but it lasted for like two days. The second day, I felt a lot better than the first day to the point where, you know, I thought I was okay. But then I got up and started moving and I was just like, no, I'm not okay. So I went and laid back down. And then by the third day, I was a little bit better. Like I was able to get out the house and go get some food. Cause I was just so sad that I wasn't able to do shit on my birthday, and then like my sister's birthday, she had a birthday dinner, and my parents actually went this time. Which like my parents are never really involved like in our birthdays like that, unless you know we do something at the house. But as far as just like them coming out and doing stuff with us, like they never really do that. So you know I'm sick watching everybody get ready for my sister's birthday, and I'm just like. The fuck this ain't fair, and then and then too, I was just like, since when do mom and daddy go? Like, what's what? Hey, your parents about to be a whole new people. <laughs> just in the bed, like watching everybody just get mad. ready and get cute and shit. Like, mom was like, you want us to bring you back anything? And I was like, I don't even have an appetite. No, I'm fine. I'll just stick with my uh, Alcacel. <laughs> I'll just be. Don't worry about me. I'll be here when y'all get back. Sweating, nigga, you had COVID, bro. <laughs> Ain't no other way. <laughs> Maybe I guess so. Um, well, glad I got that out the way. Glad you didn't fucking come over here. <laughs> glad I survived. 
glad you didn't fucking kill me. Shout out to Moderna. <laughs> Shout out to Pfizer, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, that COVID shit is running rampant in the NBA right now. Oh, really? Like the Chicago Bulls had to uh, cancel games. Oh, wow. Ten people on their team has COVID. Damn. And they're all vaccinated. Yeah. This shit ain't going nowhere. Man, just to, just think about where we were last year. Like, I know. Oh, yeah, like hey, the vaccine you coming? We about to be we out good. here. We outside. I've been out in these motherfucking places without my mask. And you got COVID because <laughs> <laughs> I am not gonna lie, bro. I got sick of it. I got to a point where I was just like, bro, fuck these masks, man. I ain't gonna lie. Fuck I did these too. masks. I did too. Cause it was just more so that thing to where you be like the only place out and you like, nigga, I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. Fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> Especially if you're going into like grocery stores anywhere where they have the sign, like we highly recommend masks for people who aren't fully vaccinated. I'd be like, hmm, well, I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> so I'm elite. I, I'm okay. <laughs> Look at these other bums without their vaccine. <laughs> Like it is real like entitlement, like being vaccinated, especially like in this red ass fucking state. You'd be like, these bums don't even have a vaccination. (laughs) And then you get real snobby and then (sighs) you can still get COVID too. You get COVID. (laughs) Wearing less going out more. (laughs) All of that for sure. That Amarion strand ain't playing. I heard. I wonder it. if that's the one that I had. It sounds like you did. Uh, I didn't look at the symptoms for that one. I just saw that it was a new strain. It was like, fuck it. One of the symptoms I saw was uh, it leaves an ice box where your heart used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I'm done. I can't stand the internet, bro. <laughs> I was seriously finna sit over here and try to compare to see if I had the fucking symptom till I realized what the fuck you said. I um I watched Nick's uh podcast live and then they were talking about the uh, Marion strand and then I said that and then Nick just pointed at the camera because it was on IG, which I, I realized we forgot to plug that he has a whole podcast. He forgot to plug it. Yeah. It, hey, that shit. The last two episodes have been fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, Melvin uh, texted me after uh, the last episode with Steph. He Steph was like, me. Steph is my favorite uh, co uh, guest. I was like, she's dope as fuck. <laughs> People do love Stephanie. Yeah, because she, she just be out here. Dropping gems. I know. Just effortlessly. And you're like, God damn, that shit was dope as fuck. Yeah, no, it's always good when Stephanie comes on. Yeah. It's crazy, though, because she's always so nervous. I know. But this this past episode, she is way more confident on the mic now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's dope. Or if they just listen to us and then they just relate. That shit's dope. Yeah. Like, uh, when people start doing their Spotify Unwrapped. And it was showing like the hours that people were listening to us and yeah. stuff. And then it was like, 
one stat I didn't put it up was like 15 people listen to your podcast more on Spotify than any other podcast. I was like, what? <laughs> That's a lot. You know, be podcaster out here. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Not us. Right. Not little old us. And then Amanda shouted us out. And then I was thinking, wow, we still out here. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, when they don't shout us out, no, nah, I don't think. People still listen. I know. I'd be like, damn, we ain't pissed them off yet. It's a new podcast that follows us. I think, I'm assuming they follow both of us. But um, I think they follow the podcast. The Real and Spill or. I've seen. Something and Spill. Yeah. They follow me for sure because they've been liking my tweets lately. And I'm like, y'all must have been on the podcast. Because random podcast people don't just follow me for no reason. Yeah. I. It has to be linked to the podcast. On. On IG, I get a lot more engagement from other podcasts. But we we also, on our podcast page, we get a lot of love. I've been enjoying doing these reels, if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reels have been busting. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my bag. <laughs> it looks good on the page to have the mix up of reels. So. I did her daughter's makeup. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. yeah, I forget you're a celebrity. I'm just out here. Uh, yeah. Celebrity makeup artist, uh, Kimberly Johnson. I'm just out here. People know me. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. No big deal. But yeah, I was thinking that. Um, That's what all of my friends ask. Like, are y'all on YouTube? Are y'all on video? And I'm like, oh my God. Did we really get into the realm of podcasting where everybody wants visual I think it's a necessary. I don't think we have to do it every. The read has been successful without visual for fucking ten years. I mean, we're successful without visual, but I think we get visual. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely take us to the next level. I don't think we have to do it every week. I think if we do specialty episodes or that, while you're looking at the guest, there, I'm gonna try to look at trying to get a video person to where. I might not be able to hire him every week, but if we do something once a month once a or month. something, yeah. or when we go sit in somewhere and we have some like legit shit we can put up, mm-hmm. that might be the best compromise for it. Um, Yeah, because like for me, I'm an audio person anyway, so I don't, I don't have to have a visual, yeah. but when Nick was here, he was like, y'all faces. <laughs> That is part of the fun. That's why we be dying laughing because we looking right at each other. Yeah. (laughs) Saying crazy shit. Yeah. The only other thing that I always get nervous about is will we be able to get away with some of the shit we say if you see our faces? Mm. Like, we be wilding the fuck out. That should be fun, though. Probably not, but you know. (laughs) We'll see. Worth a shot. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So. Just been thinking about that. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of crazy shit going on. Like, I don't... Also, I feel like we're evolving to a place to where it's not just hot topic issues. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about hot topics. Let's, what's in the news, guys? What's on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Even though Twitter is a dark place. We could talk about that for a second. Twitter has been like my main bitch right now because Instagram is... Instagram didn't jump the shark. 
I think Instagram is slowly dying. It is. It definitely is. Because I don't even feel like... I used to enjoy advertising or putting shit up on Instagram and getting engagement, and I don't now. The It's just... It's weird. Like, everything about it is weird. Because now I notice, too, it's like... If I like one person's video that pops up, like, first on my feed when I open the app... The next time I open the app, it'll be that same account again. And I'm just like, I only liked one video. Like, it'd be, it'd be different if I was going and liking multiple videos consistently. But I'm just like, I like one video. And y'all just going to keep putting this person at the forefront of my feed? That's how. Every single day? Like, what? I'm telling on myself. That's how it is with. That's why I didn't fall in love with her. <laughs> you like one video and then it just. Like. On the uh, fucking stories, she's number one on my fucking thing. I now, don't is, understand. Now, is she cute? Of course. But I think I'm inadvertently falling in love with her because of the algorithm. <laughs> Blame it on the algorithm, huh? I got to type, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't run from it. I have to embrace it. But yeah, then when I go to my... My search page, it's just nothing but people selling shit. Yeah. Left and right, left and right. And then how am I going to sell our shit? <laughs> to see if this other shit... That's, other, that's why I've been kind of nervous to uh, put the merch shit out. Not because... like I just don't want... I don't want to look like I'm looking for the validation of you clowns. Mm. Not our fans or well, friends. I mean, or not our listeners. It's just I don't want to look like... We really worked on this shit. This shit has been months in planning. Our merch, that's not that's not for validation though. No. So I really I really just like wearing our shit. That's why for my birthday I bought all those fucking uh samples. In which that shit started getting on my nerves too because they don't be do I feel like on the on bigger sizes, they be mailing the shit in. Mm. So I, I think we're not going to go past two or three X mm. for quality control. Which also made me upset. I was like, God damn it, you fat fuck. You sexy fat fuck. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that's what was actually going on. I think it is. And which it, it got in my feelings for a second. I was like... Yeah, I like wearing this shit because, like, that was just in my feels. I ain't even gonna go down that path. <laughs> but that shit can start getting on my fucking nerves. But yeah, so I don't think we're gonna go past certain sizes, which hurts me, but. Yeah. I'm not gonna just put, like, it's in plus, this is the other thing about this merch. The price yesterday is not today's <laughs> price. Let me repeat. Yesterday's, yesterday's price, price is not, not today's, today's price. price. Okay. One more thing. You better let these niggas know. Price of the brick going up. <laughs> this shit is going to look. Not the brick. Guys, this is coming from like, uh, I'm just a normal nigga. This shit is expensive. <laughs> Fabric 
and printing up shirts is expensive. Mm -hmm. No matter, like, if you're starting to try to get into this shit, just know all these websites and all these companies that say you don't need any money down to start a fucking t-shirt line or nothing is fucking lying to you. You are not getting the same quality shit if you are not putting money in. And this shit is fucking expensive. I was just going to say, running a t-shirt business is not cheap. Especially if you're trying to actually have quality shirts and not just them little cheap gilded shirts. or Right. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's like, bro, this shit is hard. And it's frustrating. And it's a fashion whore. I don't like this shit. I used to dream about designing shirts and shit. And now I can do that shit. And this shit is too fucking expensive. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's why I've been thinking. We got to find other ways of getting revenue. I have been... uh, I finally subscribed to Kevin on Stage's Patreon. Oh, really? Yeah. Nigga. We might need to start Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) They got good content on there, though? Yeah, it's good. Like... The clips and stuff that he has, like, on YouTube is, uh, they're not the full clips. hmm I need to get the app. I haven't bought the app. I'm just going to buy it for a year. Because it's only, like, $50. Kev is, um, Kev is hilarious. I love Angel also. Same. That is, like. Agreed. That's wife goals. Angel is also hilarious. A hilarious, beautiful woman. Yeah. Let me get that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm thinking of ways of making money. Not like for serious money, just to fund our dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, A little supplement. Right. But, yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. One of our listeners got a come up on us a couple weeks ago on prices, which can't hate the player. Got to hate the game. And I rigged that game to make sure that shit was never going to fucking happen again. Uh, yeah. Crew necks are about to be 40 to 45, hoodies 50 to 55. I think that's reasonable. That's, look, we gave y'all, look, we were selling. Hoodies for like thirty dollars. We gave y'all. It was a good run, right? And y'all didn't take advantage of it. And look, I mean this, but I don't mean this. I don't give a fuck if you can't afford it. <laughs> hey, but you never know. Like maybe, just maybe, now that we're upping things, people will realize the quality of it, and it'll draw more people in. Right. This is not the same T Public shit that we were making first round, where it was just our fucking logo. On a fucking shirt, big mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. We have gotten insight from tons of our friends and family, and even one professional graphic designer. <laughs> Which that that nigga is so bougie. He gave me free. Uh, uh, he rearranged our uh, the smiley face logo, and I can't even open the goddamn file because. <laughs> He used a professional grade fucking shit. And then I was like, he emailed it to me. He was like, nigga. And I was like, well, I'm not going to ask him for anything else. Yep, it's too complicated. Right. And then like, I didn't tell him I didn't know how to open it until later. He was like, oh, yeah. I can send that to you in the PNG. I was like, nigga, you told me that. He got mad when I asked you for an email. But yeah, 
So, <laughs> the life of our friends is hilarious. Um, but yeah, so we out here making some moves. Um, Nancy Reagan shit on Twitter. You know, I uh, I did, I did, I did. At first, I was very confused and couldn't figure out what was going on. Same. Um, and then I saw, and I said, "Wow." So, for a little context, we uh, so I got on Twitter. What I guess it was was it Sunday? One of these days, got on Twitter and I saw Nancy Reagan trending. What the fuck is going on? Why is Nancy Reagan trending? Nancy Reagan been dead for five years. And then I found a tweet that was all about some like wannabe uh, conservative lady decided that it was time for her to uh, slut shame Madonna. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys understand, but there's one thing you cannot do. You cannot slut shame Madonna. She done been winning this war for 40 fucking years. I was going to say, no. <laughs> Madonna has owned her slutness. Right. Now, you could talk about her being a racist or saying stupid shit, but you are not going to slut shame Madonna. Mm-mm. So, she put up a picture of Madonna in some Madonna-ass shit with her nipples out or some shit at 63. And the lady's like, oh, Madonna is 63. Nancy Reagan is 64. Uh, trashy versus classy. And then the first uh, response right under that was a guy who put an article up from like the 90s where it talked about. <laughs> I gotta read it. Because this shit is legendary. Because <laughs> this set off a fucking world war of the most outlandish tweets I've ever fucking seen. Okay. This is what the person said. According to Kitty Kelly's biography, Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Just say yes, Nancy. In those days, <laughs> when she was Nancy Davis, was known to give the best blowjob in town. Oh, shit. Not only in the evening, but in offices, which I thought is a hilarious statement. Not only in the evening, but in offices, this bitch was sucking dead. <laughs> This was one of the reasons that she was very popular on the MGM lot. It must have made her very popular with Ronnie as well. After that tweet, all hell broke loose on the internet. I saw people describing her as, you know, they call First Lady United States Flotus. I saw people calling her Throtus. Oh, I did not see that. <clears throat> Who she? <laughs> throw baby. <laughs> I saw people calling her the throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> All kind of outlandish pictures. And then apparently she had some kind of thing with Sinatra. Hmm. So people were talking about how this. And so they were putting pictures up of her dancing with Frank Sinatra at the White House and Ronald Reagan looking upset. And 
everything just got funnier. Each picture they put up, they put a picture up of her sitting on Mr. T's lap. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I did see that. Like, it was fucking wild. Twitter for like two days, slut shame Nancy Reagan. Yeah, they did, which is... Which is wild. What a time. But, what a time to be alive. And then I saw some white feminists saying, I mean, it's just not... No matter who Nancy Reagan was, we shouldn't be shaming the idea of a woman uh, using her body sexually and pleasing her uh, partners. That's slut shaming, and we should be about shut the fuck up. You know, the only reason I say that is, oh, Ronnie and fucking uh, Nancy sat on the sidelines and let gay people die of AIDS, all because they felt like. That was somehow punishment for being gay. They did. They put crack in fucking communities all around the country. Black communities all mm-hmm. around the country. Mm-hmm. Had dr- draconian laws passed. Fuck them. Why do people praise them so much? Because they... Ronald Reagan was an effective communicator. Especially in getting a conservative message across. And he made it seem like it was folksy. And mm-hmm. also, he courted white nationalism. Mm-hmm. He didn't go full Trump, but he went light Trump. He was he was the the white supremacist whisperer. Yeah. Like, he perfected dog whistles. Mm-hmm. And that was the Southern strategy that Lee Atwater came up with. Where he said, you start off in the 50s and 60s going nigger, nigger, nigger. And then by the time you get to the eighty, I mean, by the time you get to the seventies, you're talking about busing. Then you get so uh, I can't remember how you said it. You get so abstract, and now you're talking about uh, taxes and other things. They understand. How, they understood how to talk to white people mm-hmm. in the same way that Trump understood how to talk to middle of the road white people, like ones that might not be racist per se like the people that be like they asked me my race that's racist yeah be like no i had to explain to somebody be like that's that's not racist they be thinking anything that has to deal with race is racist and it's like no it's not asking you on a government forum what race you are it's It's not not discrimination (laughs) especially when you're putting fucking white in it Imagine my black ass when I gotta put fucking uh, a B for black. I kind of be applying that to people at the bar, but that, that just be me being stupid and and silly. But like, so we have um, Modelo on drafts, especial and, and negra. negra. <laughs> and so when I ask people what they want and they say Modelo, I ask them if they want especial or negra, and if they say negro. Instead of negra, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they racist. Because <laughs> I did not say negro, first of all. They saw a negro. negro is not how you say it. It's negro. Second of all, negro is not what I said. Negro. Negra. Is that negra? Modelo negro. Modelo negro. I'd be like, mm, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I was at work. This is a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I said this on here, but I was talking to this lady, and she was like, "Yeah, the last time I came in there, it was a 
I don't know what word to use. And I was like, wait, what? Black? <laughs> and then she was like, it was a colored fella. Oh. And I was thinking, this bitch don't know she's talking to that colored that fella. not the word, <laughs> number one. That's, that's low-key why I don't like the term people of color. It's a little too close to comfort for me. True. Call me black or African-American. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd be trolling and be like, no, nah, call me African-American. It's interchangeable to me. I don't give a fuck. But to white people, the ones I want to troll, yeah, call me African American. <laughs> but yeah, they be thinking subtle shit is like, that's just racist. Like, you don't have any idea what fuck racist is. You don't. Like, bro, if, if white people had to live in the same level of racism that we live in in a normal day, they couldn't handle they that shit. They wouldn't be able to survive. White fragility makes it to where when. Like, they you ask them their race on the government form. <laughs> Can't handle it. Meanwhile, you can fucking go kill people and, you know, be on podcasts like a fucking rock star. Saw that. I ain't even going to say what I hope happens. I mean, I'm not surprised. Oh, no, I'm not surprised at all. But, like... Just the boldness. And then these people say that they're Christian. It's like, bruh. Like, I used to be afraid of the idea. Like, in the last episode where I talked about, like, the world ending and stuff. Mm -hmm. I hope the rapture happens in my life. Just so I can rise. (laughs) And I can see all them fake, uh, super conservative Christians that love guns a little bit too much. (laughs) On that ground. Look, them niggers is flying. (laughs) It'd be like that book where black people could fly. The idea that we used to be able to fly in Africa. And then slavery broke our wings. But we can still fly. Oh, the stories, honey. I'll fly away. The black stories. Being black is dope as fuck. It's, it's some bullshit. I ain't gonna lie to you, but it's, 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 it's worth it. I think it's worth it. That girl that... Uh, Everybody wants to be us. Right. As much as they don't think so or try to act like they don't. Everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga. Straight up. Um, I might cut this out. I might not. Cause she probably ain't going to talk to me after she listens to that whole episode. But that girl that uh, was listening to the episode, she, we were talking. And she was like, yeah, I just never felt comfortable around blacks. And I was like, Ugh, ma'am, you were black. She went to Johnson and she was one of those. To blacks? Where, yeah, it's real. Like she was saying some things, and she's like, "Oh no, I never thought about going to HBCU." It's like, "Oh, we getting some red flags." Uh, and then she was like, "Yeah, I went to Johnson, and then I used to get picked on as kids." And I was like, "Yeah, I used to get picked on for not being quote unquote black enough, but I had to get to a phase in my life to where I realized they were fucking children." Yeah. You're mad about what a 13-year-old said to you? And what <laughs> makes you black enough, quote-unquote? Right. Like, Blackness is not I'm, a monolith. I'm black. Right. Either I'm black or I'm not. Right. But she was like, you're better than me because I still haven't forgiven them. I was like, hmm, another red flag. <laughs> not you're better than me. <sighs> right. How you going to use African-American vernacular English? While talking anti- about how much you hate blacks. Right. And then, like, it's just real, like, 
Uh, it's, it's not going to work. It's just like, I, every now and then I'll be realizing how pro-black I am. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, it's just some shit ain't going to rock see, with me. Did you see that tweet with the um, the elf? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hotel on, on the step. That <laughs> shit that took me out. <laughs> Oh, that took me out. I did see uh, your uh, little rant about Twitter dating. Yeah, I had um, I watched this video of this influencer on YouTube. And um, basically, she she did like a questions video or whatever. And I forgot what one of the questions were, but she was just talking about like how, you know, men are supposed to be able to take care of everything. And, you know, a man asking you to pay for anything means he's not ready for a relationship or whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, it's one thing to say that that's your standard and that's what you require now but to act like that's just the norm across the board is like so far from reality yeah because especially especially in a in a boyfriend girlfriend situation if y'all are living together and y'all are both making the same amount of money which is typically how it goes yeah why wouldn't it be a 50-50 situation when it comes to the bills? Or at least why wouldn't there be some kind of a split when it comes to your living expenses? You know what I'm saying? Like I just it's just crazy that people really got to a point where they just think that women aren't supposed to do shit in a relationship and I'm just like bruh if you didn't have this nigga what would you do you'd be taking care of yourself wouldn't you I'm assuming so yeah so like now that you got a nigga you just think that he's supposed to take care of his living expenses and yours yeah yes (laughs) like well who are we who are we but I feel like those are uh, like echo chambers of like people that only act like Twitter is a real place and it's a lot of people, a lot of people in real life trying to apply these Twitter principles Mm-mm. to their real life and are losing. That's just not, and I had said on there too, I was like, you know what I'm saying? Most of our parents who are married or other people who are married, most of the times they have a joint bank account situation. So even still it's like, you know, maybe your mom isn't outright paying for certain things or whatever, but if the bank account is joint and there are bills to be paid, and checks are being written, she's contributing something, at least. It's just like when you said that your parents, your mom has some bills she paid and some bills your dad paid. Yeah. That's how my family was. Because I was like, is that not normal? Like, when did we really get to the point where we thought that just, like... I be wondering, this might come from a privileged place. It is not to look down on anybody. But I'd be wondering, as somebody that's a product of a two-house, I mean, a two-parent household, I'd be wondering if people just be projecting shit because they never seen shit in real life. Mm-hmm. It has to be part of it. 
Like, do they just be thinking that this is how everybody is? I think so. Now, there are definitely situations where the man earns more money and pays the majority of the bills. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, nothing that other shit, but the expectation that niggas making forty thousand dollars are supposed to pay for all your shit and on, then on top of there and then survive. Forty thousand is already like hard to live off of. Yeah. As a single person. And then plus with regular bills. And then plus in this society, we want people to just date for a while before you settle down. So you're like, so you're telling me that you want me to just Throw money out in the hope that you'll reciprocate feelings. That sounds insane. Yeah. People, I think it's that people don't see real life examples of love or lasting relationships. Mm -hmm. But I also think that men and women don't actually listen to each other on Twitter and stuff. You don't think so? I think people, it's all confirmation bias. People be looking for whatever, however you feel about men, however you feel about women, you seek out people that's going to confirm how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you hate women, you're going to look for them niggas that hate women. Thanks. If you hate men, you're going to look for the, uh, them women that hate men also. Thanks. And there's so many people making legitimate money off the hatred of the sexes or whatever laundry list of things you can do. To make money in this uh, world by being an influencer. Mm-hmm. And then once you see them numbers and them checks coming for a viral tweet or something, that's when you want to be like, this is my bag. I'm going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see it at different times. Like, after I read your tweet, I saw two other tweets and I saved them. Well, one of them I had bookmarked. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> this woman tweeted, I love a I got I got it as man. You know what else you finna get? And then the dude was like <laughs> 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 It's just a picture of a dude looking off me Tired, like, like, Let me guess coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Please, what else? Do you know? That there were so many women in that thread calling him gay and saying, oh, if you don't, if you don't like this, this must be because you like men and all this other like homophobic shit. Straight women be getting in their homophobic back quick they when really they, do. when they get like any kind of rejection. And then let me see if I can see it. See, like this is one where the girl, I ain't going to read that out. Like, like they be all the way in they shit. And then, so they were so busy calling him gay and stuff, they didn't even think about what he actually said. He wasn't saying that he don't want sex. He's saying, so many people on Twitter act like men only care about sex. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not fully realized human beings. And then, so one dude was like, uh... He said something about if she ain't talking about uh, giving respect and reciprocity, she ain't talking about nothing then. It's like, this nigga gets it. Like, 
that's the biggest issue. Like all these people be just saying all this crazy shit. So I thought about that tweet when I saw it, and then I saw this tweet today. It was from a girl, but she said most men would rather be with a broke woman that makes him feel secure and loved than a woman who has her shit together in quotes, but doesn't give him comfort, affection he needs. I've seen it with my own two eyes. And I don't know if she said it like, I don't know what her intentions were behind it. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) And then, so it was people, men and women both saying, I mean, it's because they want to control women. No, some men do. That's definitely a thing. But if you make, I'm going to assume this. This is in all relationships, not just heterosexual relationships. If you make somebody feel comfortable and reassuring, is reassurance to them and secure, yeah, that person will give you the entire world. Mm-hmm. That's what love is? I, I, I might be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> what do we know? Right. It's like, oh, so you're describing a secure relationship. Hmm. As all these people are like, no, it's just so they can control, blah, 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 blah. And then all these dumbass niggas being like, yeah, because a woman that focuses on her business ain't going to have time for me. So I'd rather be with a broke woman. Like, no, you nigga, you don't get it either. You dumb motherfuckers. What she said (laughs) was the truth. You make somebody feel secure and loved. That's all that matters. That's what men want. That's what anybody wants in a relationship. Exactly. But we make this shit all so complex. Do men want sex with their partner? Yeah. But women do too. Like, but I do think there's a misconception where people think that, not all women, but there's a segment of women that think, oh, this pussy can make the world change. (laughs) And it's it's just like, bruh, calm down. It's like, you gotta have more to the table than just a pussy, baby. Calm down. It's just like them niggas that be like, well, she ain't had this dick yet. Be like, nigga. Now, it's niggas that, it's niggas and women that definitely make, uh, not even just financial gain, but come up it's on their sexual prowess. Mm -hmm. But that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the. I don't know if you want to just whore yourself out. Yeah, people who have the mentality that they can just get by on their sexual skill—it's just like insane to me. What are you doing with your life? And is that that's a different argument from like sex work, which I feel like sex work is work. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about these niggas that just these niggas and these women that just feel like, hey. This pussy speak ebonics. <laughs> <laughs> so calm down, ma'am. It's Please. Like, right, bro. Like, it's gotta be. I'm convinced. This is the only conspiracy theory I've been believing. That the government dropped off podcast microphones in the hood to make it to where these niggas will be able to say this ridiculousness on a large on, scale on air. Hoping to brainwash other black people. You got to stay woke. Do you understand or do you overstand? If you overstand, do you understand? (laughs) 
Stay woke, people. Don't you think it's weird that it's all these hundreds of years of uh, stereotypes about us that we just keep reinforcing? Mm. Like the black Jezebel, the the black buck. This nigga is only worth his dick. Only thing this woman has to offer for a man showing her I got it or taking care of a situation is I'm going to give him some pussy. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? Right. Yeah. This. Let's see. Let me teeter totter on misogyny. That's another reason why I be like looking at people. Women especially who are like, mommy, I gotta be able to pay her, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but what are you doing? Nothing. What are you worth? That's why I hate that whole uh, who's the prize argument. If you really feel like you're the prize, not that you're a valuable person, but you're the prize, mm-hmm. get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably gonna feel that you're the prize if you, I'm with you. But I don't want you to say that shit. <laughs> feeling, feeling that you're feeling it is too much. Right. Feeling it while you're feeling it. Come back to. Okay. Did you see uh, any of the Kanye Drake concert? No, I did not. Bro. I told you I've been. Kanye came out saying the classics. Under a rock. And then Drake came out there and sang a song about he's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is that that one song? Yeah. <laughs> Staring at your jazz because it's see through. <laughs> Girls, I ain't gonna from yeah. Bruh. Kanye, old Kanye might be back. And I hope so. Why you say that? He came out, he performed, like, I'm gonna show you the, not the whole concert, but like when they first came out. Like the swag is there. It's like, bro, he's he's in there. Mm. They walked out to praise God, which that Donda album is good. Don't let nobody lie and tell you that that shit ain't good. And then plus, that shit looked amazing. Okay. I'm trying to see. It's one when they're they're both walking down, and then right before they get on the stage, Drake goes off, and then Kanye daps him up. It's giving hardcore Yeezy, like it's vibes. It's full like they like that was a beautifully shot concert too. Like you gotta watch it like just as a nerd, like an art nerd. Where is? But I ain't got my glasses. I can't see. <laughs> Just laughing at how I full blown dust <coughs> off. Ugh, I wonder if it was in my suitcase. That's how you know I'm fucking tired, bro. When I just be out of my body. K. 
cannot always be named. That's just all over TikTok. Flex after work. Right, that shit was lit. <laughs> his his set design is amazing. It's crazy. Like that was one of the best shot concerts I've like ever seen. And then uh Drake did uh twenty four. Not the vocals. Right. Covering a Kanye song. What an experience this must be. Kanye covered Find Your Love and then they did Forever together at the end Mm. I like the choir element yeah they um so what happened was they came out to praise God then they did another song off Donda and then Kanye was like Let's start back from the beginning and does Jesus walks. Oh, and shit. everybody like loses their fucking shit. Oh hell yeah. Like, I mean I'm pull up the set list because like Kanye hadn't performed a lot of these songs in at least ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he did Jesus Walks, All Falls Down, Gold Digger. Touch the sky, stronger. Mm. All of the lights. Oh yeah. Black skin hit. He started all day, but he changed it to mercy. Then he did good life, flashing lights, which is one of the most underrated Kanye songs. He did say you will, which. Oh, he went back. (laughs) Then he did I wonder. Oh, and I wonder. And then he did, he covered Find Your Love, which he had also co-wrote with Drake. Then he did Runaway. And then he did Can't Tell Me Nothing. And Drake came on stage. Damn. Okay, then Kanye. And then uh, the encore after Drake did songs from Certified Lover Boy. Kanye came out, he did Hurricane. Which is one of the best songs of Donda. And then Father Stretch My Hands. Mm, where was this? Uh, it was at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Okay, so it was in LA. Yeah. And then he did Niggas in Paris for the first time since 2016 live. He did Bound 2. First time since 2016. And then he did Come to Life and then they closed on Forever. Bound 2 was out in 2016? Bound 2 came out in 20. 13? 
We old, Kim. Damn. Next uh, year is our 15th anniversary of graduating high school. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, so he did the classics. Then, uh, Future was performing and rolling out. Like, old, old Kanye might be in there, bro. That's all I'm saying. Like, the other thing is, people that had kind of given up on, rightfully so, given up on Kanye. When he plays the old shit, everybody remembers why you loved Kanye. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I know that him and Kim Kardashian's divorce is almost settled. I'm hoping. She really out here fucking Pete Davidson. That's wild. Bro, I'm not uh, attracted to men. Is Pete Davidson attractive? Because, like, I don't... Him or Jack Harlow. I I really don't see what people see in Jack Harlow. I I don't... Black women love him, though. (sighs) She said, not this black woman. I am not one of them. Jack Harlow is... He's so basic looking to me. Like... He's even more basic looking than like boy next door basic. Like he's. It's also know. that problem that I think we also have that we grew up around attractive white people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so we like our idea of an attractive white person. It's like. Jack is not. He's tall. And he kind of raps. Now he's a good rapper. About, I was. About shit that, you know, black people can't relate to, but. I like swag wise. I like that he doesn't try to act "quote unquote" black. He's firmly a white boy. He a swaggy white boy, mm-hmm. but he ain't trying to do nothing that he ain't. Which I guess, in a weird way, I guess I could see how somebody could name that attractive. Is somebody just being themselves? You hearing the train? Oh. Thought I was hearing the trumpets from. <laughs> I thought Armageddon was a boy. <laughs> Go get the dire wolves from the mountain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this nigga daydreaming about his past life, Mm-mm. some traumatic shit. But yeah, so I don't know. I hope as it's Kanye stand. I just be hoping that Kanye can just be, just let us be fans, bro. That, that's all I want. Yeah, just, you got, you got the best discography in hip hop. Cause when he ran through them songs and Drake got up there and pull, did that bullshit, Certified Lover Boy is not a good album. Yeah, it it was fast food. It has its bops, but it had a couple bops. And, I don't listen to that shit. Yeah. Even the good songs I don't listen to. Not because I hate Drake. I actually love Drake. Mm-hmm. He don't make... He make a collection of singles. He don't make albums anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's the king of that, but I mean... Kanye was performing songs that never released as uh, singles. And niggas were singing every part of it. Kanye was forgetting his own lyrics. Because he hadn't performed them songs in that long. And just it might go out and everybody was singing it. <laughs> like, Scotty Beam was losing her shit during that. And she's like, damn, Kanye, just let me fucking give me the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would have been losing my shit as well. I went to fucking sleep because I was like, man, Kanye gonna be on some fucking bullshit. I feel like a lot of people did and missed out. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, this one is so lit live. I would have been losing my fucking mind. I did. I tried to hold myself com- composurely in, in a in a composed way, but yeah. I guess last topic. Uh, so I feel like Meg The Stallion is like I wouldn't say my niece, but I I like cheering for Meg The Stallion. Yeah, and it, she's so cute. She's like she's like that happy go lucky ambitious girl you know what I'm saying like happy go lucky because really she's rarely in a bad mood but also like she's not she's not like bougie you know what I'm saying like she's not like one of those girls that's just like oh I'm better than you type girls like she really does have an appreciation for for everybody and outside of like the rap shit, she's so fucking humble. Like when she on the mic, she she talk that shit. But off the mic, it's like you could. It's almost like that Beyonce thing. It's like she's Sasha Fierce during the concert, but she Beyonce. Meg has that ability, and also like just knowing that. Uh, both her parents are gone. And she really wanted to finish that degree for her mom, even after getting big. Mm-hmm. And she did it. She was lit. And she got it from an HBCU. Mm-hmm. And she showed up the graduation, and the stands were knocking people off the stream. <laughs> I, think, I think it's really dope that... Uh, I just think it's really dope that she... Continued, she continued like her education, yeah. After she became famous, especially because a nigga like me, if I got to be famous and a millionaire before I got my degree, fuck that degree. <laughs> and I loved school, but if I got rich and I was in the peak of it, nah. And then, like, everybody was, like, hyping her up, too. They made that little emoji for Megan the Graduate for uh, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And for I the like, hashtag. I was like, oh, this shit is so cute. And she, uh, when she graduated, everybody was cheering and shit. Like, so it's like, I wouldn't say it's like she's my niece or my family or nothing. Because there's this other thing about Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, I do want to see her live because I want to see that thing moving in daylight. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> ah, you want to see it in real time, huh? It's just like that meme of that uh, dude. He went to it was some festival this year, and they had front row seats. Him and his uh, girlfriend, their front row at the festival, mm-hmm. and she came out and she started twerking. The look on that white man's face was like, "Oh my god." His girlfriend was just dying laughing. He was like, "That thing real." <laughs> Good googly moogly, right? <laughs> it ain't like somebody being that fine. That ain't even creepy to be like, "God damn, I want to see that person in real time." Her body don't make no sense at all. 
told you some great Negroologist built her in a lab. <laughs> Said we're gonna give her all the things. Apparently she's been on her like fitness shit lately too. Yeah. That's what she's been like promoting. And then also she's sponsored by Nike. Mm-hmm. Cause Nike has that yard runners line, mm-hmm. which HBCU shit, and it's dope as fuck. A&M got shit with them. Cause we're a uh, Nike school. Okay, then that's what's up. So Auburn wasn't that cool. We were at Under Armour school. Boo. I gave you too much slander last week <laughs> for me to Auburn. I left that in at the end because it was funny. Stephanie just singing the alma mater. <laughs> that shit was wild. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what you think about your boy Bo leaving? That shit's wild. I never saw that shit coming. Especially as much uh, defend, defending of the fans that, that y'all were for Bo. And then somebody started putting that, that freezing hot take of when people were saying, oh, what if by the end Bo is the best Bo to ever come through Auburn? Over Bo Jackson? Everybody simmer down. Right. like Simmer down. Bo Jackson is so amazing that Bama fans don't talk shit about Bo Jackson. <laughs> they would never, ever talk shit about Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is legendary. Yeah. Bo Jackson is like a John Henry. Like, he has, like, mythological tales about him doing outrageous and amazing things. Straight up. And they want to compare this lame-ass white boy <laughs> to the greatest athlete of all fucking time. <laughs> mm and then he leaves the school. <laughs> so where is he going? He's entering a transfer portal. Okay. So they don't know where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He ain't going to be good wherever else he goes. He, he, he one of them niggas is trying to get a fucking ring. He ain't going to bed, but so that shit ain't fucking ass. <laughs> he, he after the bling. Man, no, nah, that nigga tried to get in the league and that shit ain't gonna happen either. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's typically what they do though. They go to they go to school where they think they can get a ring and then think they can get recognized so they can hit the league. Kimberly, you're an Auburn fan, but it's time for y'all to start being real. That nigga sucks. I never said he didn't. Never said <laughs> well, that. I, I heard a lot of defense about Bo Dix these last couple years. Not from me. That nigga is trash. <laughs> Not from me. I think everybody can come out of the closet and be like, you know, we thought the nigga sucked too. I saw the looks in y'all faces. Be like, this nigga. <laughs> it just takes me back to Brandon Cox days. That was way back in the Yeah, day. but I feel like, I don't know. Brandon Cox. Sucked. Yeah, but I think he had a tough. We couldn't depend on that nigga for shit. Yeah. (laughs) Is Bo better than? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was. It must have been hard to be Brandon Cox in two thousand seven slash two thousand eight. Yeah, that was rough. Hey, man. 
It's a struggle. I'm just glad Alabama finally got a Heisman quarterback. Yeah. And he's black. Good for y'all. <laughs> Once again. Hey, y'all were so salty going to that Georgia game. Like, after the Iron Bowl, y'all were like, well, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> y'all were too, though. After hey, fucking nah, Iron Bowl. Hey, no, nah, bro. I knew we were going to lose. <laughs> I knew it wasn't no way in hell we were getting out towards it Georgia. There was so many Bama fans that was just like, ooh, we, next week is going to be rough. Bro, but. That first half, I was like, oh shit, we got it. We got this shit. Yeah. Bro. People still be asking me who I'm rooting for when y'all be in the fucking uh, championship game. I'll be like, I mean, I don't feel like rivalry has to be like. The only team I really hate is Tennessee. No, I'm I'm real about rivalries. I feel like rivalries have to have perspective. It's a healthy perspective. I just feel like the the Bama Auburn rivalry is deeper than any other rivalry. It is, but I feel like y'all take this shit to a whole other level of like hatred that it don't have to be. We actually respect y'all. We talk shit, but we don't. It's like brother shit. I don't ever feel no respect coming from Bama. No, because no. You saw how we were fucking sweating in the Iron Bowl. That's uh, respect. Yeah, we make y'all sweat in the Iron Bowl a lot, but That's y'all respect. still be talking mad shit. We talk shit because rivalry. No, but it's like I feel like even like when y'all go to the championship, it be like SEC over everything. Y'all niggas. <laughs> no, fuck y'all weren't with us. <laughs> no, no, I'm never rooting for Bama. I'm sorry. That's why y'all lose. Now just. <laughs> Well, I'm just emotional. Well, <laughs> I saw like I I really don't even be trying to get like on Auburn hate, but after Bo Nix transferred, this one Bama account I, I liked it. I didn't retweet it, but he was like, "Bo Nix leaving Auburn is something I never thought I'd see." Laugh out loud. He embodies everything about Auburn: the corniness, the complaining, everything about him is boring. <laughs> Oh my god. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> the fact that you laughed. She, hey. I mean, I gotta laugh. He's not wrong. <laughs> you gotta laugh at my pain. Bruh. It's hard being an Auburn fan. It is. I respect it. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.